Maureen, we are still at the Edinburgh Festival. We're still at Edinburgh Festival. Hello, guys. We've decided to record another one whilst we're together. Um, in case, you know, we don't see each other for a very long time, Maureen, and are unable to meet. Which, which might be the case, because we've lived together now for about four days. If, <laughs> honestly, it feels like I'm married. Him, Maureen, just pottering around the <laughs> kitchen. Very lightly, because I've got very, I'm very. Just like a little fairy. <laughs> that is me making I didn't want to wake you up, Jen. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were still trying to sleep. As I slam the door. As, I, as I'm in my bed, lying, <laughs> trying to sleep. I don't know, Maureen, when the door's shut and I'm in my bedroom, just assume I'm sleeping. Or at least trying to. <laughs> But yeah, it's all going well. It's going really well. It's going really well. <laughs> Jen's really sad that I'm leaving tonight, in fact. Tonight? Well, tomorrow morning, I'm going to leave. Oh, yeah, you know. that's right. She's Maureen, really gutted. Maureen booked one of those... Uh, really cheap flights. <laughs> cheap flights that leaves at half past six in the morning. Which is one of my strong points, is being a morning person. Yeah, well, you better go to bed now, Maureen, oh, so you get God. a good sleep. The reason is, the reason is, I just want to boast, but I've got a very busy weekend, I have to get back to the, to, to the London region to, to gig. You can't see Friday, me. Saturday and Sunday. <coughs> Maureen, it is your job, so please. Yes. <laughs> I know, shouldn't you we seem surprised? You should, you should be working at the weekend, you're a stand-up comedian. But three... Sunday as well. Sunday as well, I know. It's all go with Maureen Younger. Um, who knows, at any minute, she's going to explode. <laughs> or slaughter. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> one, one of the two. So, Jen, how are, we, how are we feeling now? You've only got a few more days left. Oh, God. I mean, it is literally like Groundhog Day at the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival. I feel like I've been up here for years. Um I, I've aged. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself. I haven't. I've learned nothing. <laughs> oh, if, if by learning, I mean that I know that I am almost certainly a narcissistic, self-involved bellend. Which then, is very unusual for a stand-up comic. Yeah, then that, that, then that uh, self-awareness has uh, definitely come crashing down on my head. And Joe was singing last night. I went... Oh, yes, I did. I was... Uh, 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 what was I doing? Jade Adams and Kimmy Pritchard McLean do a musical uh, show called A Musical, where comedians uh, are challenged to sing a musical song in front of a live audience, you know, people who can't sing, like myself, and, uh, and then at the end, uh, the audience will decide who is the winner. Who won? Well... Um, we didn't win, but we were very close. Um, and actually, we probably could have won, but we didn't want to win because that meant singing. <laughs> so all of us were like, please, please, I hope we don't win. And then it kind of looked like we might win. And, and then we were all like, oh. no, we don't know the words to the time warp. Um, <laughs> which we didn't. Um, we'd all not bothered to learn it, thinking, well, we're not winning. Win. No chance of winning. And then the audience went insane, and we were like, no, this has gone horribly wrong. Um, but it was fun. We had to sing uh, Seasons of Love. If you know uh, musicals, you'll be aware of this song. Uh, from the musical Rent. Okay. And so now I have the words uh, 525,600 minutes in my head on a loop. I don't know. I only seem to listen to musicals from uh, up to the 50s, so I don't really... 525,000... Anyway, moving swiftly on, um, Jen's had a very busy Edinburgh because you're doing... She's portraying me. She's doing other podcasts with other people as well, aren't you? I have been... In session demand. I've literally... I think I've done, like, 28 podcasts this year. Um, I've literally saturated that market. (laughs) Um... 
And I think it, what's interesting is I get asked to do these podcasts, and I'm pretty sure nobody listening has any idea who I am. Um, but I do do them, um, you know, with all the hubris of someone who thinks that they're more famous than they are. Um, and, uh, yeah, so far, so good, Maureen. Talking about hubris, I remember being at Manchester Pride, and I thought somebody said to me, Oh, can I take your photo? And I was like, Yeah, of course. <laughs> and they went, No, can you can you take the photo? Oh Maury. <laughs> I mean, that is brilliant. Sure, where do you want me to stand? I don't want you to stand anywhere. I want you to take the photos. You absolute lunatic. Hey, that's classic. That's a classic stand comedian. Is this about me? Sure, sure. Yeah. I've, I've had something similar at Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. Somebody went, Oh, excuse me, um, are you? And I felt like saying, Yeah, I am. And like, are you, are you, I can't remember what they said. Like, are you going, uh, are you in the queue or something? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yes, I am actually. I am in the queue. But I thought they were going to go, Are you Jen Brisson? And, <laughs> and, and I, I did that. Come on, why would anyone say that to me? Actually? In Glasgow, I remember another Demented. one. Well, I was doing a gig in Glasgow and this woman stopped in the street and she went, oh, hello. And I thought, oh my gosh, she's recognised me from the poster. I went, oh, hi. And then she just looked at me, like, really weirdly, and went, oh, yeah, you're, you're my cousin Tess. <laughs> oh, my God, Laurie! <laughs> <laughs> it was my cousin Tess. Oh, dear God. There's no hope for Maureen, and there's no hope for me. Yeah, we went to an industry um, party last night, and I walked out the loo with bog roll attached to my heel and yeah. didn't notice. Yeah. Jen was just like... I mean, it was my agent's party. <laughs> I bring Maureen to this thing. And uh, I could see my agent was like, oh, Maureen's here. <laughs> and with the, with, you get like a band that they put around your wrist, which is so basically my agent is like, you know, paying for the bar. She's paying for the... <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, come on, Maureen, we can sneak a drink, both of us. Well, I mean, I can, because I'm genuinely one of her clients. But um, I was like, oh, I'm sure Holly won't mind. So we went to the bar and Maureen went... Uh, because um, before I said to Maureen do you want a drink she went I'll have a mineral water I went oh I'm sure we can get one free drink double Baileys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very did, quick you're actually then is that Baileys I was like yeah I didn't tell it was a double but um, it's fine it's yeah. tax deductible I mean I, you know I, <laughs> oh and I brought my cousin as well didn't I you brought your cousin I mean to be fair we did bring a, a few extra people a few more people than Holly was prepared to pay for but we styled it out with a look of like, is everything okay, Holly? <laughs> and, um, hey, to be fair, I had one drink and I didn't notice everybody else was piling Oh, yeah, cocktails. and they were having cocktails. They were having espresso martinis and cosmopolitans and something that was green that no one knew what it was. I know, so we were... I had a pint of Amstel. Yeah, so, Come you know, on. we were... Hey, this yeah. one's a cheap date. You, well, you, if you hadn't brought me and my cousin, but yeah. And to be fair, I, I would have been a cheap date if I hadn't brought you two. That's it, that's it. You tripled my... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's pizza as well. With a bit. That was the thing. Oh, I had this... no, wait, wait, wait. Stop, Maureen. So, for a start, okay, Maureen has been out with her cousin. And all they, day. All day. We've and had they... lunch. We had cream tea as well. And then dinner. Oh, right, here we go. Lunch, cream tea and dinner. This lesbo hasn't eaten. <laughs> we get there. I'm hungry because I haven't had anything. Maureen's like, oh, pizza. <laughs> eating the pizza I said haven't you just had dinner you just told me about this amazing meal you oh, had and this, this weird Scottish dessert Kylochen I mean I don't even know what that is and then I was like uh, and then oh ham and pineapple oh I, I love said, ham said, and pineapple I, said, I thought you'd already eaten she went yeah but it's ham and pineapple pizza I can't say no to that <laughs> And let's be honest, that is the pizza that everyone can say no to. That's not the pizza that people go, oh, thank God for ham and pineapple. Everyone's like, what? Who ordered ham and pineapple? Not Maureen. Yeah, I had a really lovely dinner, uh, two-course meal. It was gorgeous. And then we had 
And had some pizza. So you had a three-course meal. Which you ended it. You ended it with, <laughs> with pizza. And then, and then came home and had half a bar of chocolate. So this health kick that we were on. To be fair, I did tell Maureen about it. I said, there's chocolate on the table. Yeah, that's your fault. There's, um, you know you haven't say. eaten the shortbread, Maureen. No. You don't like shortbread. No, I do like shortbread. Take it with you. I'm not going to eat it. You're not going to eat it? I don't eat shortbread. Well, you did, you did mention the chocolate, which is a bad move. I know, you? I know, I know. Well, I mean, I, I don't want you to not eat chocolate, Maureen. I want you... But equally, I hadn't anticipated eat. all the meals before the <laughs> I mean, I hadn't anticipated the 17 meals, 17 course meal you're going to have throughout the day. Anyway, look, it's fine, Maureen. As long as you, you know, you're, you're on holiday. Why I'm not? On holiday. That's what I said Oh, to and Maureen. I turned up to a gig yesterday, but unfortunately the gig is today. It's today. So... <laughs> Well, you're early. I mean, to be fair, I turned up to Robin Ince's book shambles half an hour late. I don't know how I got that wrong because he's been t- uh, tweeting about it. Cosmic shambles, five forty. Da 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 da. I turned up at like five past six. He was like, "Hmm, it's not." Well, but you know, luckily it was called shambles. I mean, if shambles is in the title of the show, you kind of got an excuse. Anyway, so. did you have to talk about the book? Oh, I did. I, you know, and also I forget how clever Robin is, and I'm like, oh, Robin. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not that, you know, sh- a sharp attack at the best of times, but, um, you know, the last week of the Edinburgh Festival, of like, what books have you read recently that you've really enjoyed? I mean, I don't know. I can't remember what I did this morning. Um, so that might not be one of the better episodes of that. There might be people going, who invited this thick lesbian? Robin, can you come back to me? Because I think there was a book I once read when I was 12 I enjoyed. I'm struggling to remember the name. Well, we walked to... You would be perfect for that show. Yeah, but I'd probably bore everybody to death about Austrian-German literature. It's true, you probably would, actually. They'd go on about Wolf Haas for 20 minutes. Wolf Haas, yeah. Which, Um, if you're out there, he's brilliant. If you speak German and you're into German literature... Austrian. Austrian literature, sorry. He's a very funny, he's a very funny, uh, surreal, macabre uh, crime stories. Okay. But I don't speak German, so yeah, but, you know, they are. You know, you do get them translated. In I know, but they're never as good translated. No, they're they? not. It's like that book that you told me to read, which actually annoyingly I really enjoyed. Uh, translated into Ger- Alone in Berlin. Alone in Berlin, translated into English. It's quite clumsy in places. Was it? Well, the grammar's always a bit like. Um, I mean, I'm sure this made more sense in German. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But when you're translating a book, it's not the same, is it? As if you read it in the mother tongue, and you're like, oh yeah. It depends on the translator, but yeah, it can be. I mean, when you get a good translation, it can make a hell of a difference. Definitely. Well, yes. Well, I mean, I might try Volfars if he's been translated into English. Maureen knows what she's going to be getting Jen for Christmas. I read it. They are really funny. I love a crime novel. Oh, they're very, they're very well done as well. But for me, because they're, they're done in a very Austrian way, it's just like being told a story by an Austrian. I mean, I've read almost every Rebus novel there is. Are they good? Well, mm, they are good if... They are good if you want a book then that you, as soon as you put down, you forget what's happened. But that's, sometimes that's all right when you're travelling, isn't no, it? No, no, it's perfect. It's one of those holiday books. So I've read, I can't even tell you, maybe like a dozen of them. And I could not tell you a single thing that happens in any of them. And I could pretty much read every single one of them again and not know that I've read it. Is yeah. that good? Is that a good? I don't know, because sometimes when you're travelling, I don't, because you know when you're travelling and, you're, and like you're getting to a really good bit and then you're like, that's happened to you in the tube and you're like, oh, I'm really tempted to go to the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. annoying. But there's certain books. Like you when you were coming to see me at the Apollo, Maureen. Oh, yeah. 
and you were coming to see me at Apollo to support me. My very first television, my television debut. Yeah, it was a couple um, of hours Well, late. terrestrial television. I mean, obviously, I've been on all kinds of crap channels. Uh, and uh, I'll be there, said Maureen. I said, I'll be there to support you. Come a couple of hours early, Maureen. Come the old natter. You know, distract me and uh, make me feel calm. And uh, anyway, um, if, suffice to say, Maureen turns up two hours late because <laughs> she's been going backwards and forwards on public transport because she's enjoying this book so No, much. I was not enjoying No, you missed Hammersmith's tube station and three end. times. Mile End. I ended up in Fulham Broadway at one point. Don't ask. What were you doing in Mile End? Oh, oh you got, got the wrong bus. I got the wrong oh. train. Yeah, I got the anyway, wrong train. Look, it anyway. doesn't matter. But no, it was, I wasn't enjoying the book. I was finding it really difficult to understand. And I was trying to understand it. So I was trying to understand things. And then it, I was like, oh, I've just need to stop. When I got right. to Fulham Broadway, that was particularly annoying. Because that's in completely the wrong direction. Yes, yes. And then I missed well, Hammersmith, which was a bit a shame. Because that was where I was meant to go. That's where you were. Well, that's where the Hammersmith <laughs> color is. Yeah. Weirdly. In and Jen was like, where are you? I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable. <laughs> And it's quite a big deal, live at the Apollo. You want your, you want your best mate to turn up. And uh, she's on a tube. She's on a bloody tube, <laughs> trying to translate a book she's not even enjoying. <laughs> I've let it go, Maureen. I've let it go. <laughs> you can't hold this shit in. Well, you can actually. But the thing is, I didn't realise how important live at the Apollo was because she never mentioned it once before getting the gig, did you? <laughs> I didn't tell anyone about that gig. It was you, my mum, and my girlfriend. Yes. But when you remember that you were in the running, running for it, do you remember that long No, phone when call? I thought I hadn't got it. Look, yes. it's fine. I had to do a gig in front of the producer of Line with the Apollo. I might have entered into a neurotic wormhole. <laughs> the whole journey from London to Brighton. That might have been the case. So I did a gig in front of the producer uh, at the Soho Theatre and then thought... That didn't go as well as I'd hoped it had. Um, you know, you, it was a tricky one because I was supporting Frankie Boyle and I thought, hmm, I really want to see me smash it. And it was just a real kind of like, oh, I had to sort of stay in the game. And anyway, I phoned Maureen and went, well, I think I'm bugging it up, Maureen. <laughs> Did they laugh? Yes. But, you know, they went laughing, laughing. They didn't laugh enough, Maureen. <laughs> And you know, sometimes you don't know what people are thinking and what they're looking for, and, and, and often they see past that. No, they don't, Maureen! <laughs> Nobody sees past anything! And for once, the signal was really perfect on the whole journey down to Brad. So I couldn't get rid of her. Well, what happened was, every time the signal cut out, I phoned her back. <laughs> I kept phoning Maureen back. Poor Maureen. She's like, I'm going <laughs> to... She said, Maureen said, I'm going to remind you of this when you're doing live with the... Po- you you remind I will never be doing live Anyway, so uh, I've been reminding her ever since. What was it? Like a month later, I found out I'd got it, and then I had to phone Maureen, and you were like, "Oh, for God's God sake, sake, I had to listen to all that for nothing." <laughs> That's what friends are for, aren't they? <laughs> Talk you off a ledge. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point, Maureen? Otherwise, it's just me picking up crumbs behind you for no reason. <laughs> Honestly, wherever Maureen is in the kitchen, I have to go around with a flipping dustpan and brush. And- <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking J cloth. Well, Maureen's been here to sweep the crumbs away. Thing is, I don't notice. Do I, I know you don't. Know. I know. No, no idea. No, no. It's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. Because like when I've got, cl- I've now got cleaners in, and uh, yeah. no, <laughs> and all my friends are going, oh, is it? 
It looks really, it looks really lot and I think it looks the same as it. Oh, always. are you kidding me? Do you, do you still have those cleaners? Because last yes. time I went, they hadn't been there for two months. They've been a while because I, yeah, because I haven't been around. But yeah, they have. They've been back. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good Everybody's good. noticed. Yeah, because it's clean. <laughs> I said, God, the bathroom's very clean, though. It's always like that. <laughs> no, no. I just remember no, Jen no, when she no, first no, visited no. me, just went, hmm, it's like visiting Quentin Crisp. I'm like, is it dusty? She was like... Yeah, my God. Anyway, I usually go around Maureen's with a dustpan and brush and a mop and a vacuum. Well, when you tried to, when I offered to make her dinner, that didn't last long, did it? No. I was Jen just went... Well, we've talked about this on the podcast already, but I just couldn't even bear the thought of just having, I don't know, deep fried vegetables with plain rice <laughs> covered in dark soy sauce. I was like, I think I'll throw up. So, yeah, you haven't been back for one of my no. culinary delights. No, I never will, Maureen. <laughs> That's all right with you. I never, ever will. We'll always eat out, Maureen. We'll always eat out. Have a little bit of an argument first, and then decide on a restaurant. Yeah, just like, just like a normal married couple. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We were, did we discuss the last one? We were shouting, and Sarah Keyworth went, oh, my, could hear two people arguing, shouldn't we? We weren't arguing, even, were we? We were laughing. We were laughing. <laughs> Just sounded like arguing. We, we were just talking jovially about something, and Sarah went, oh, "I heard two people having a row. I thought it was you." <laughs> that's us. That's us when we're not rowing. We're actually in a good mood. But luckily, Maureen had had a cocktail. I just had cocktail. Did I have a cocktail that day? We had had a cocktail. Oh yes, we had a really nice cocktail. You had, nice. you had a daiquiri, and I'd had a. Very sweet espresso. Yeah, it's because I'd asked for a sweet drink. They probably thought you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The great thing about when we argue is that I just switch off, don't I? Well, I mean, we don't argue for long. Yeah, you can't be bothered. I can't be bothered, and you you switch switch off. off. Also, I'm very, I'm very. I always do arguments in short bursts, and I. (laughs) And then it's gone. It doesn't last for very long. Whereas, of course, being of Scottish heritage, I tend to bear grudges basically for all my life. I think. Yeah, I've got two. You're one of them. <laughs> my other friend, David Jordan, uh, because I've only got two, got two friends. Um, but in the, in the industry, um, who I see the most, <laughs> um, both of you really hold a crush. <laughs> I said, oh, if I say to David, oh, I'm seeing so and so from such and such, he'd be like, I don't even know how you can be in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll be like, well, it's work, and I've got to. I couldn't. I couldn't even do that. I'm too black and white. I can't. I was like, well, look, it's, it's my job. I've got to sometimes work with people I don't particularly like. Yes, yeah, part of the job. I mean, you can't, every time I go in a green room, go, I don't like you, I don't like you. Can you even never work again? <laughs> <laughs> but it does make a difference who you work with, in certain gigs, you're like, yes. Oh, yeah. So and so's on the bill, and then you get there, and they've all changed. And then it's like, <laughs> the whole bill's changed. changed, and you're like, oh, no, oh, I'm a prick. <laughs> Just one bloke. Who... I mean, I have I have cancelled gigs depending on who's who's been on. Have you ever done that? Cancelled a gig because who's on? No, no. no. Uh-huh. I've cancelled a gig because it's like it's, I'm like I just can't be asked to drive there. <laughs> and I've never done that because that's really unprofessional. But um, I've heard that people have done that. Might have done that. Or I've lied about where I'm coming from so I don't have to get in a car with them or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, do that. Oh, I'm not driving back to... Um, I'm actually driving... Who was it that was telling me this story that they made up some really obscure thing? They're like, oh, mate, I'm not driving back tonight. I'm actually going to Birmingham. And they're like, oh, that's fine. You can drop me in Birmingham. And they're, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Fuck 
fucking hell. So then they like had to backtrack and go, actually, yeah, actually I am driving to London, so I'll go There's a great story, I won't mention the comic, who there's a very infamous gig and he, he turned up to it. Oh, Walnut Tree. Yeah. He turned up to it. It doesn't matter, it's James Dowdswell. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. Would well, you want to tell the story? Because you probably tell it better than me. Right, so James Downswell turns up to a gig in Maidstone called The Walnut Tree, which is fucking awful, because let's face it, it's in Maidstone. And we've all done it. I think every comedian has done it. I've managed to get has managed to never do it. I did it, like, donkeys years ago, and it was terrible then. And um, James, um, basically, James um, drives uh, to the venue, goes in, looks inside and thinks absolutely no way am I doing this gig this, this looks awful um gets back in the car phones his agent oh I've had an accident I'm stuck on the M25 no there's absolutely no way I'm going to make this gig I'm so sorry then suddenly he hears a <laughs> on the window he winds down the window and uh, there's a bloke going you're right there James <laughs> you coming inside we're starting in half an hour because James has got an eye, he's got one eye that's slightly boss-eyed. So he's the guy when he went in spotted James. Also, James has got a particular. He's got a particular look. He's got a particular look. You, I mean, you'd recognise if because it's a poster of him up on the wall. The you'd recognise. So then James had to was still on the phone to his agent, going, "Do you know what the car's the traffic's moving? Yeah, the traffic's moving. Think he'll be able to make it." <laughs> then I had to do the gig anyway. The other thing is, is that there's no compare. There's no other. Um, I think they're doing it differently now. But at there's the time, there's no compare, and you're the only comedian, and you do forty minutes, and you get a hundred quid. And it's um, gone down. It's now seventy. Well, forty minutes in front of a load in a pub. There's no stage. You're just standing next to a bar. No microphone. Maybe there is a microphone. I can't, I've never done it. But basically, you're just standing next to a bar with a load of people drinking. Um, and then you're, you have to do 40 minutes of stand-up. Which is a very long time oh, of stand-up. Oh, I mean, I've done it. And I think I got away with it because I talked about... Anne Whittacombe used to be their MP. And they all love her. Uh, and I just slagged her off for about 20 minutes. And they didn't seem to mind. <laughs> they thought I was joking. Oh, Anne's lovely. It's like, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was that story. That was that anecdote. That's quite... A, I mean, it's a classic story, isn't it? It was classic. a brilliant... Classic, mine. Something thing would happen to me, probably. But I uh, I don't think I've had, I've had anything like that at all. Of that ilk. Oh, uh, no. No. Oh, God. I have turned up to places and thought, this is really going to be hellish. And um, it has been. But sometimes gigs that you think are going to be hellish are actually quite nice. And then gigs you think are going to be nice can turn out to be... Oh, yeah. Sometimes I've turned up to a gig and they're like... Oh, everyone's having such a lovely time. Oh. I am going to kill it here. They're going to love me. <laughs> and you just die on your ass. There is nothing worse also when you've died on your ass. After everyone else has done well. Or, well, you've died on your ass and the next comic comes on and storms it. You're like, you little bastard. Oh, yeah. The person before you and the person after you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty harsh. Well, that's anyway, funny. here we are. Still in Edinburgh Festival. Uh, Maureen gets to leave tomorrow. I don't, because uh, that is my penance. <laughs> Uh, to stay up here until I crumble into into a husk of dust and disappointment. Um, but uh, we'll do more of these, won't we? Maureen? Yes, we will. With with all the demand of the 12 of you that listen. And, and don't think we're not grateful because, to be honest, if you weren't listening, I think we'd probably... We still, still do it. 
I think we probably would. I don't know what that says about us. I think I do know what that says about us, actually. So, Maureen. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>